0: you guys. I hope your 2019 is going swimmingly so far. I got a new travel coffee mug that doesn't spill, so I'm basically crushing it. Uh, Anyway, in this episode, I speak with two of the members of one of my favorite ensembles, Third Coast Percussion, about this phenom called paddle to the sea it's their latest project but it's also got this long history that dates all the way back to 1941 and we talk about what they as a percussion ensemble are lending to this cultural criterion that kind of keeps cropping up and speaking to new generations and different iterations quick change of subject if you haven't made a new year's resolution yet i have a really easy one for you Subscribe to, rate, and review the Classical Classroom podcast, wherever you listen to us. It makes a big difference for us, and it will take you about as long as sneezing. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you new to classical music, or know someone who is? Well, yes. Maestro Classics' recording of Peter and the Wolf is the best way to introduce classical music. Why choose Maestro Classics' Peter and the Wolf? Well, this production, has the only complete instrumental recording performed by the London Phil, a version on Russian folk instruments, which you're hearing now, a biography on the composer, music lessons with a conductor, and a 24-page activity book. And it's the number one selling Peter and the Wolf CD on Amazon. Listen to it at maestroclassics.com and save 17% on your order with the code CLASSROOM. And now on with the show. There's a rumor going around that classical music can be hoity-toity. But here in the classical classroom, we beg to differ.
1: Beethoven (laughs) 5!
0: The idea that classical music is a zone where we have to feel restricted or we have to act in a certain way, you know, that's not going
1: to be helpful going forward. Isaiah is shaking with excitement Oh, here. I mean, there's just so many great parts of the opera. He asked me to play his favorite spot in the first moon of the bronze. He said, "I started using those licks in my guitar solos."
2: How to be classical music rock stars? Because there's not enough of that in this business. Occasionally, I would plug in the mandolin to my distortion pedals. <laughs> I don't change my voice.
0: <laughs> talking to classical. I. So
1: <laughs> I'm playing classical music now. I mean, it's, it's yeah. the same 12 notes. That's what's so cool about it.
0: I'm Daisha Clay, a classical music newbie, and I'm trying to learn all I can about the music. Come learn with me and the classical music experts I invite into The Classical Classroom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Classical Classroom. I'm Daisha Clay. Here today with me in the studio are Sean Connors and Peter Martin of Third Coast Percussion. Um, Third Coast is a Grammy-winning quartet from Chicago. Sean, who has actually been on the show before... In addition to being a Third Coast Ensemble member, is also the ensemble's technical director. And Peter is both a member of Third Coast and the group's finance director. Guys, welcome.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks, Tasia.
0: So I'm really excited for you guys to teach me about movie scoring and composing for film and about this crazy long history of paddle to the sea. But first, for those who are not familiar with what a percussion ensemble is, can you tell me exactly what that means?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, just to describe a little bit about what sort of percussion ensemble is it is one of those things that 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 is kind of hard to define and one of the reasons that it is hard to define is that we don't play like one specific instrument i mean that that i like to say i mean that that, that's what really makes percussion unique amongst all the other instruments of classical music or music of any genre is that you know if you're a pianist you play the piano if you're a violinist you play the violin if you're a percussionist you can play one of thousands or hundreds of thousands of instruments that are out there you know and um you know there are obviously like a lot of percussion instruments that are very common in western music drums that you might find on a drum set and cymbals, and you know people are used to seeing a, a xylophone or something mm-hmm. like that in an orchestra or a timpani but then you know when you look at every single cult- country and every single culture throughout the world they all have their own unique percussion instruments and their own unique percussion traditions and uh, one of the really rewarding things about being a percussionist is, is that we're able to sort of seek out all these different percussion instruments from throughout the world and, and then incorporate them into the the music that we create ourselves, and that, yeah. that that's a
0: really exciting part of it. As I have come to know about percussion ensembles over the course of doing the show, um, you guys are crazy. Like you, you not you were talking about like playing instruments from all over the world, uh-huh. but what I find most interesting is that you make your own instruments and just play kind of whatever makes a good sound, and I, I think like that's such a cool dimension to what percussion ensembles do
1: absolutely and again it it just comes back to that undefinable nature i mean again uh anything uh as a percussionist, it's not just, you know, what you hit with a mallet or what you hit with a stick or something. It, it's literally what anybody asks us to play. It, it yeah. is what our instrument is. And so, you know, most of our concerts that we play throughout the season, you know, I'm not only just playing like, you know, drums and keyboard instruments, but most of the concerts we play, I play a conch shell. I played a conch shell in two concerts uh, this morning, you mm-hmm. know, and that that isn't the... What people mostly associate with percussion, yeah. you know, um, but um, again, it's just it's in a piece that we play a lot, and and I play it, and therefore it is a percussion instrument. That's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's how it's defined. I say it is. Um, like what's what's the the craziest thing you guys have ever played, like instrument wise? I mean, I know Sean, you told me about the the last time we spoke you guys were playing some big giant electronic thing that required special gloves to like plug the circuits on and I mean that seemed pretty crazy but uh,
2: that's right the the fun one of the one of the many many reasons why I'm excited to come to work every day is because there's a different crazy thing that's required of us <laughs> every day. And uh, so for this upcoming concert that we're doing, one of the pieces mm-hmm. of luggage that I put on the plane was filled with all of these really fragile breakable glass objects. Oh my God. So um, we have wine glasses, we have ceramic tiles, we have rice bowls, we have empty bottles of bullet bourbon <laughs> that we we play with everything from our fingers to chopsticks to mallets and those are all found objects that i mean most people would not think of as musical instruments mm-hmm. but we have gone to a home depot and found that ceramic tile that's a high d sharp and that and we put it in into our composition and and use it in the show and and so that's very interesting to people uh, visually as mm-hmm. well as orally, and actually on the show, there's also uh, one of the cooler things that hasn't found its way into, I think, many other pieces that we do is a is a hydrophone. So if What's you picture that? a microphone that has been dipped in those instant rubber sealant materials, mm-hmm. so that it's waterproof. Yeah. Peter gets to play on this instrument. So we had this glass bowl, so you can see through the water and you can see everything that Peter's doing Uh and there's a microphone dipped into the bowl. So you're not just hearing the sound of the attack of Peter hitting the bowl. Uh You're hearing what it would like to be submerged in the water in the bowl. So Peter hits it and rubs it, but he also dips (gasps) objects into it like a cowbell or a finger cymbal. And it makes this crazy eerie sound like you're on a submarine and uh, oh your, my God. your head happens to be in the water surrounding it. It's, it's so really cool. neat and really exciting to be able to make music through those objects.
0: is freaking cool i also just love the image of you guys in home depot like just whacking on things going (laughs) i don't know it's not quite right um (laughs) so you guys have actually brought some instruments today that you used in this um they're super weird looking (laughs) and uh but i've seen something like this before did you make this is this a thing that exists in the world
2: no i'll I'll just Quickly describe, since, uh, since you can't see what we're holding in our hands right now, these instruments are called Mbira Dabatzimu, mm-hmm. which is an instrument from Africa, specifically from uh, Shona people who uh-huh. live in Zimbabwe. And if you can imagine uh, a piece of wood that on it has several metal tines uh-huh. or like flattened pieces of metal, and each one of those metals has a certain pitch on it and you play it, with your thumbs, actually. So some some people might refer to this as a thumb piano, mm-hmm. but uh, you've probably seen them if you are a really astute observer in travel shops. Mm-hmm. There's small versions of these uh, called kalimbas or, or other things uh, that appear in import/export stores or uh, travel shops. And this is kind of the granddaddy of them all. This is the largest version of that thumb piano instrument. Which is what is that? Like
0: it, like what nine by nine inches or something like that? Like Yeah, and there's yeah. there's
2: really roughly, I haven't counted, but maybe thirty of these tines. Okay. So they you can you can play a lot of a lot of music on it. And we've always been fascinated and have loved this instrument and the music. And so what we did is we approached um, several master uh, Zimbabwean musicians, um, primarily Musakiwa Chingotsa who came and taught us several songs and taught us how to play the instrument. And uh, this is kind of our homage to our teacher to include it in this album. And it, and it draws back on this notion that something can originate somewhere very, very far away mm-hmm. and then interact with someone else and have very special meaning for that person, even if it isn't part of their um immediate background yeah so we really love that and we love this music and uh, that's why we included it in the album and then uh, this instrument is is, is so cool because most of our instruments require like a truck right. <laughs> or a van to move yeah. but this one we can put it in a little pouch because you can just put it in your backpack and we can make uh, amazing songs and stuff so besides just the metal tines there there are bottle caps attached to it mm-hmm. traditionally there they would either be bottle caps or Seashells that make a buzzing sound, and that's mm-hmm. that's a sound that is wanted. That's that's definitely part of the sound. It's not naturally um, usually a buzzing sound isn't part of uh, a Western classical instrument, but it's definitely part of the Shona music tradition. Mm. So, uh, if you'd like, we could just demonstrate a little bit of the
0: music. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. So cool. I was actually, so I was listening to the album this morning, and like there was a part where clearly it was this instrument, and I was Mm -hmm. like, are my headphones getting buzzy? Like I heard that yeah. in the background. I was like, it sounded really cool, but I was I was I was actually concerned for Yeah, I the felt help like us, my...
2: maybe uh, we should put like a, a disclaimer on there, like, no, this is supposed to be buzzing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's really cool.
2: Yeah,
1: it's interesting, and like that that buzzing quality is really like a part of the musical aesthetic of, of that culture, and you find in a lot of other instruments. Like there are um uh, sort of Zimbabwean versions of the marimba, which is just um, a, a big keyboard instrument, a, sort of a cousin of the xylophone. And mm-hmm. even the, the Zimbabwean marimbas have a, a, the way that they're built have a certain buzzing quality to them, too. And again, it's just a, it's this a sort of it, it's really unique and it, it's really beautiful. And it's this sort of extra layer to the musical world there that that is just sort of like always present. Um, yeah, it's really, really awesome.
0: Okay, so let's talk about your project, Paddle to the Sea. I know it started out as a children's book, but how did it become what it is today? It's been sort of reborn a couple of times.
1: It was originally a children's book, and the the person who first brought the project to us was actually a a born and raised Midwesterner uh, who now works at the Cleveland Museum of Art. And in uh, sort of his generation, there was a film entitled paddle to the sea which is based on the book um, and that film was was a part of the curriculum of a lot of you know public schools and, and particularly in the Midwestern era what we what we found is that when we mention the book and the movie to people uh, mostly in the Midwest are people that really like re- respond to it from a specific generation you know huh. just where uh, I, th- I think any everybody can maybe relate to that you can think of uh, you know when you grew up what were those like films that you watched you know uh, or tv shows that you that you that you watch you know as part of growing up and this was definitely yeah. one one of those for a specific generation so he was really excited about you know sort of reimagining the musical score to to this mm. film which and, and the, the the film had a, a musical score and, and it was great and uh, this particular person was really interested in new music and new sounds and, and again wanted to see like what would it be like to reimagine this in a sort of the, the sound world in a 21st century context, you huh. know? So um, so he brought the project to us and um, we watched through the movie, you know, quite a bit and, and, and discovered, uh, you know, certain themes within the movie that really resonated with us and then also made us think about how we could adapt some of those themes into sort of a musical context. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, so again, the the, the idea of this started a couple of years ago and then, um, you know, over the past years when we've been composing the music and now, not only is it a performance program, but it's actually going to be our next album. It's actually going to be released in just a couple weeks on February 9th, the Paddle to the Sea album.
0: So for those of us who were not raised in the Midwest, uh, can you tell us what the movie is about?
2: Paddle to the Sea, in short, is a story of a small wooden figurine that gets placed in, in, a, in a small stream and then makes its way all the way to the ocean. But it only does so with the help of people who read a message inscribed on the bottom of it that says, please put me back in the water which is great because it's in order for this small little wooden canoe to meet the ocean, which is ultimate goal is everyone has to realize that they can't be selfish and they need to put it back in the water and they need to share and help it along its way. So we thought this is the perfect opportunity to co-compose something and to share ideas and get to a place that we couldn't just with one of us doing it or if we approached uh, uh, one composer. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we... We watched the movie a lot, we read the book a lot, and then we picked music that was really special to us. So music of Philip Glass, who we love and admire, and we have a a new percussion ensemble piece coming from him in this upcoming season. of Jacob Druckman, specifically a piece called Reflections on the Nature of Water for mm-hmm. solo marimba. music from the Shona people of Zimbabwe, specifically a piece called Chigwaya, which is all about water spirits. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We took these pieces, we listened to them, we internalized them, we rehearsed them. And then we drew on them and we each latched on to something that really connected with us either musically, rhythmically, or just a general vibe. And we came up with our own little snippet of something that reacted to that somehow and then connected it to a certain portion of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then we showed it to the other guys and it either connected or it didn't. And then we could do this big group process of saying, oh, wow, that was amazing. I loved it. Rob, I loved the fact that you incorporated rubbed glass wine bottles in it because there's an imagery of water in that, or, you know, uh, Pete, we love the idea that you're including the Embira in another portion of the piece, and then it becomes a theme throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. So it was it was very, very, very collaborative, which is one of the main points of the movie that we're all connected.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you sort of incorporated the theme of the movie into how you actually composed the music for the movie. It's really meta. Um, so you guys It's the closest
1: thing that we've come to, like a concept album <laughs> and, and that, you know, so, so it, it takes you through a journey. There's definitely a narrative that goes on through the entire, you know, musical score, not only the stuff that we wrote, but the stuff that we drew from. Yeah.
0: And is that you guys singing on the album? Like yeah, there's a little yeah, bit I heard it, yeah. It, it
1: totally is. And again that that was a first for us. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, it was something that we you know, again it's 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 part of the music and part of the culture there, you know. And we really wanted to we really wanted to represent the music in the most sincere um and authentic way that we knew how. So, you know, presenting the music with with the vocals and, and the text was really important to us and and rather than hiring a separate choir uh-huh. <laughs> or a separate singer, we thought it would be even more meaningful if those voices were, were ours, you know, that that that, yeah. were, that were bringing, you know, this music and this, this, this cultural this, this culture, you know, into our own art form. So
0: is that so- cheating, though, because? not a percussion instrument
1: ah yeah but then again i was asked to do it so now it's a percussion instrument
0: (laughs)
2: oh oh, no no i mean that that, that, that,
1: that's that's a really yeah it was it was again well it's it's certainly not the first time that we've sang in in performance that actually that does happen quite a bit it was it's definitely the first time we've ever done it on a recorded album before Soak, soak, (tose)
2: Soak, 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 soak,
0: I'm taking a little time out from my interview with Third Coast Percussion to tell you about our website. Just in case you haven't been, you probably have though. Whatever. Uh, it's at classicalclassroomshow.com. You can find my very first interview with Sean Connors on there, as well as my interview with So Percussion. If you want to learn more about percussion ensembles, you can also connect with us, download free lesson plans that go along with many of our episodes, and there's an electronic tip jar where you can make a one-time or recurring gift for literally any amount of money. Just look for the hot pink thingy that says tip jar. By the way, our friends at New Y made this amazing website, and they can make you a super cool website too. They can also help you promote it and your business. For more information about New NewY, go to classicalclassroomshow.com nw. That's n as in new and w as in y. And now back to my chat with Sean and Peter from Third Coast Percussion. I've talked to a couple of other composers, uh, uh, John Luther Adams and Missy Mazzoli come to mind, who've done work around water. Like this element has like inspired their work and become a part of it. And I know you guys had this, this film, this was kind of your impetus, but I don't know, talk about why that, concept why this this idea of water this element is kind of seems to speak to people who compose new classical music
1: that's a really good question and i think you could approach it from a variety of different angles because i think there's one way to like sort of like interpret
2: water i mean yeah yeah as humans we're all reliant on and connected by water if you think of like where humanity grew up it's in these water valleys, these major river valleys like the Nile or the Ganges or mm-hmm. these things. And this the story that we latched onto, Paddle to, to the Sea, is about this uh, small object that people across countries relate to. And the story ends open-ended, like it goes to the ocean. But Maybe it'll end up on the shores of Europe. Maybe it'll, it'll go to Australia. Maybe yeah. little girl on in Madagascar will find it. You know, it's it's this wonderful concept because as percussionists, we get to interact with music from all around the world constantly, and mm-hmm. we're actually challenged to incorporate that into our music. Because as a percussionist, there's instruments from all around the world that you're going to get asked to play every now mm-hmm. and then, and um, that was something that we wanted to engage with in order to push ourselves uh, to find new musical areas that we wouldn't discover on our own Mm -hmm. so uh, we looked to uh, musical traditions from all around the world and water made sense because it connects all of us there's a water cycle you could be a part of puget sound as a a molecule of water and then a year later be in the indian ocean right so uh, that that was cool and inspiring from a very different aspect yeah one, one, one thing that always inspires me, when when I'm just sort of
1: thinking about how how to relate it to music is is just just sort of the natural ebb and flow of water. I mm-hmm. think of I, I grew up you know living living next to oceans, and so just like seeing swells in an ocean and seeing that sort of shape. And for for me, the the, the shape of a wave or like this 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 round form that that crescendos up and then diminuendo's down for mm-hmm. me is like the ultimate expression of like beauty in music, you, yeah. know, you know, there's just this this musical swell, this crescendo and diminuendo. So and, and that relates just so well to water for mm-hmm. me. So just the way that water moves for me relates so much to how phrases in music can move too. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's one way to interpret. And then there are also, to be honest, as a percussionist, there are a lot of like really just fun, literal ways to draw relationships. I mean, uh, uh, Sean was mentioning, you know, some of the water instruments that we played in the hydrophone and, and as percussionists, just because we can be clever and creative and do pretty much anything we want with uh, any any type of object or instrument, you know, so, so what you can do with water to create sound is, is, hmm. is really, really awesome. And again, that, that's yeah. a very literal you know, yeah. relationship. It's like, oh, we're inspired by water, so we're actually just gonna play on water, <laughs> you yeah. know, to make sound. But again, it, it's something that that inspires us.
0: You know you I've, like I've been lucky enough to hear some of the the album before it's come out and it, it sounds incredible but um, I'm wondering how how is playing this in the studio different from your live show because you were talking about some of those cool visual effects like
2: yeah. talk about that we were We were really lucky to partner with um, two in, important collaborators in the process. One is our lighting designer, uh, Joe Burke. And Joe added the extra element of video content for portions of the music that weren't already associated with the film. So we are playing, besides music that we co-composed, we're playing the source material that inspired the project. So pieces by Philip Glass, solo marimba music by Jacob Druckmann, and music from Zimbabwe, Chigwaya. Mm-hmm. And though none of those music are uh, associated with a film, so what Joe did to make it kind of a, a full evening length um, experience is he created very simple, beautiful video art that melds the film uh, into these pieces. So there's always something on the screen during a live performance of it. We also broke up the story of Paddle to the Sea" into acts. So okay. instead of just hearing or seeing the whole film and then having other music. On either ends of it, we've interspersed it and really made it a complete evening experience where an audience will come in, they'll hear some music by Philip Glass, they'll hear some music by Jacob Jackman, they'll see a portion of the film. Mm-hmm. All the while, there'll be video art going on. And then it'll weave back into uh, solo marimba music and then weave back into the film. And it's it's about 65, 75 minutes of, of continuous video movement uh music and all of us playing live the whole time just to say again besides joe we had another person helping us with our live performance of it her name is leslie danzik and she's Mm -hmm. a stage director a brilliant um collaborator that we've worked with before and the movie originally had narration so you would hear someone telling you the story of battle to the sea and actually dave from third coast Ah, uh, recorded himself, sang the whole story, and we originally did it that way in workshops. Mm-hmm. And then Leslie saw it, and she said, "You know what? Just the visuals alone and your original music is powerful enough to tell the story. The only thing you would lose is the intimacy of hearing your guys' voices." Mm-hmm. And then, so mm-hmm. the whole evening ends with that um, piece, Chigwaiya, with us singing, and it brings the whole experience into a really intimate. A uh, really special ending for us. We're very vulnerable on stage. <laughs> None of us are trained singers. Peter is the best singer of all of us. So he does the solo singing lines. But, um, you know, we don't have voices that you would necessarily say, oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we definitely have human voices. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, that's something that everyone can connect to. So yeah. we liked that intimate ending to the show.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. So I know you guys are both music educators as well as performers and that the work that you do involves working in schools and doing outreach. Can you talk to me a bit about that? This is something that we are particularly passionate about here at Classical Classroom.
2: As a group, the four of us, before we became full-time members of Third Coast Percussion, we were all educators. And it has a really special place in our heart uh, organizationally. Mm -hmm. And uh, two of the areas that we're really interested in One is a STEAM education, so Mm S-T-E-A-M. So a lot of people have heard of STEM, which is an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm -hmm. And we are part of a cohort which is trying to insert the arts into STEM Mm -hmm. and show that without creativity and outside-the-box thinking, the STEM fields aren't going to be able to be innovative. Uh, So we have programs that deal with that and and, uh, curriculum that uh, marry technology and engineering with arts and music. Uh, So that's that's one of our big passions. And then we've also are are developing a composition program because we found that often for young musicians, music education is focused on being able to decode and to perform. Mm -hmm. So in other words, Being able to push buttons on their instruments and create a sound and look at a piece of music that's already written down and be able to play it but often it doesn't ask those students to make their own music from Mm -hmm. day one so we're very interested in infusing creativity from the very first step of a student's musical life yeah so we, we do a program where we go in and over the course of a few days write a piece with an entire orchestra Uh, That has never played a concert before. And then we perform that piece on those students very first orchestra concert. And so besides Twinkle Twinkle Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: Row 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 Your Boat, they are playing their own composition, which they compose. So we we're really very excited by both of those aspects of our education programs.
0: That's really cool. Well, you guys, I'm super excited that I actually get to go to this show. I can't wait to see this perform live. Sean Connors and Peter Martin of Third Coast Percussion, thank you so much for coming into the King Studios today. It's great to talk with you.
2: Thanks for having us. Our pleasure.
0: All right, you guys, that's it for this particular episode of Classical Classroom. And now, kids, it's time for something very special called our Heroes section. Did you ever know the that you That's right. We've got some very special people to thank. Sergio Ocampo-Diaz and Dave Morrell, thank you so much for your generous gifts. Why don't you give yourselves a hug from us? For you are the wind beneath our podcast wings. If you'd like to be sung too on this podcast you weirdo, you can make a one-time or recurring gift of as much or as little as you'd like at classicalclassroomshow.com. Just click on the little button that says tip jar. And this too could be all yours. And so we've reached the end of another Classical Classroom. It's such a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back. When the next episode is new and i'll have more podcasts for you you always make each day such a special day just by your being you and if you want to share ideas with us go to our website at classicalclassroomshow.com, find all the links to connect with us or just send us a good old-fashioned email at classical at show at gmail.com thanks today to the home of classical classroom king fm in seattle where we still have landlines and manners. Thanks to our birthplace, Houston Public Media. Thanks to the official percussion supply company of Classical Classroom, Peter Piper's Percussion. Peter Piper picked a peck of pedals, practice pads, and pearls. Thanks to Sean Connors and Peter Martin for being on the show. Thanks to me for saying words. But most of all, thanks to you for listening. We'll catch you next time.